0: You're watching No Go Zone with Henry.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Another Wednesday is upon us. Hope you're doing uh, wonderful wherever you are. Glad to be back with you. Uh, all right, so we got a jam-packed show, as usual, for you guys. Some uh, some good stuff, some bad stuff. I'm going to talk about what happened at the White House with these uh, tranny activists. Uh, and this is, of course, a, an infection that spread through the entire West. We're just going to take a look at a couple of... Just, just a slideshow I want to show of just how dominant uh, this new cult uh, is. This new religion uh, that it's in every, it's in every Western country. It's everybody's lifting it up. It's in the the highest halls of power throughout our countries. It's like we've, it's like we've lost a war uh, or something as they raise their flags over us. But there is some, there is some pushback. Small, albeit small, but there is pushback, and we're gonna, you know, gonna look at that here a little bit today. Uh, we got some other stuff as well. Uh, especially with the Nottingham refugee terror attack, there's a stabbing there. Three uh, white people lost their lives uh, after a West African, uh, what it looks like just randomly attacked uh, people, uh, and now there are three people dead. Uh, in Nottingham, so we'll look at that as well. Uh, we have some other stuff as well, but we'll get to that a little bit later. If you guys want to join us for a super chat, slash red slash TV, You can do it at Odyssey and Rumble as well. Uh, Got an eye on all of those places. So wherever's going on. Oh, and by the way, uh, sorry we couldn't join you last Friday. If you missed uh, the show, you can always catch everything that we do uh, over at RedEyceMembers.com, obviously. Uh, but we should be back in business just as usual uh, the coming Friday here as well. All right. So why don't we begin? What do we have here? I wanted to show you, uh, you know, the the climate uh, activist Uh, there's another form of art. What is it? Art terrorism? I'm not sure what to call it, really. That's back in business uh, in Sweden as well. We've talked about the UK. I've had a series of these. They walk into museums and they slap paint everywhere, you know, things like this. Uh, now that happened in Sweden. It was actually a painting of Monet that they were smearing there as p- red or whatever it is, orange paint all over. Two people have been arrested, uh, suspected for serious damage at the National Museum. This is Sweden again. Uh, a painting by Claude Monet that had been the target. Climate, The climate movement Reset the Wetlands uh, is the one that have are kind of behind this action as it was. So let's uh, let's check out the uh, video here real quick. Uh, I think we got a tweet on that. Here we go. Check this out. Do they do they speak in English or in Swedish? Let's see here.
2: Situationen är
1: akut. Swedish, okay.
2: Pandemin var ingenting jämfört med klimatkollapsen. Det som kommer kan vi inte ens föreställa oss. Barn och äldre dör först. Sirenarna kommer ljuda årbrutet, men ingen kommer hinner fram i tid. Förbjud torrbrytningen och återställ de jävla våtmarkerna. Vår hälsa är hotad.
0: Själva grunden till hälsa är hotad. Som sjuksköterskor kommer Så. Att man mm. vi
2: att kunna ge er någon kvinnhet. Det kommer också drabbas av svett, vattenbrist, konflikter.
0: Det kommer bara bli värre för länge tid att vänta. Vad väntar vi på? Förbjud torrbrytning so they're complaining
1: on the uh, the wetlands here folks, and they of course they're beginning to smear and it's usual it's uh, it's serious it's very bad uh, we're all going to die that's basically the translation here we have to uh, you know st- uh, get back to, to, to the wetlands and stuff like that you know and it's funny because it's like okay look I, I don't like we mention this all the time when, it, when these climate activists are out there right like I, I agree, I don't want to have developments all over either, I, I, I'm truly a friend of nature, I, I love nature, I think if we, we lose that, we, we lose everything, I, I genuinely think so, but there's so many other problems that these people get, it, it's hardly, like, issues that's happening in Sweden, Sweden is one of the most environmentally responsible countries in the world, you know? Look at India. Look at China. Look at some of these other countries of what they're doing, and they don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Uh, and of course, what's the what's the point of going after a painting like this too, right? No, this is this is the great reset, the cultural reset. This is the uh, the the great uh, the great cultural revolution here. Essentially, it's it's everything that's Western needs to be to- torn down, and now they're using uh, Western art. I mean, Monet is all right. It's not one of my favorite artists, but you know, obviously. Uh, an important name in in Western, you know, art art history. Essentially, uh, that's why they part. Po- that's why that Beyond Growth conference in the EU as well was so important, uh, because it was a lot about that. Everything was tied to not only you know inequities, but it's white supremacy and colonialism. And they're like only going after Western countries and charging them for this kind of stuff when it's like way worse environmentally in in most of the the second and third world. Uh, maybe we should bring in as many migrants and and uh, just keep on developing. Hence, you know, some of these wetlands and stuff actually, uh, you know, get dried up, but they get ruined, essentially, right? Greta Thunberg had a tweet, was it five years ago? It's coming up up here, I think it's in June. She said, well, we're all basically going to die in five years if we don't do what I tell you to do. So, important stuff uh, that these people are up to, as usual. But uh, just keep in mind, every time they do this, they always attack Western heritage, tradition, culture, or or just, you know, white people in and of itself. That we're the enemy, We're, we're the ones to blame, essentially, right? Let me, let me do this one, too. I thought this was kind of interesting. We, we've talked about Tucker, you know, Tucker on Twitter, right? It's going down uh, fairly well. A lot of views on his videos and stuff like that, uh, shorter segments. Uh, and just as we talked about over the fact that this was most likely his firing, that is, part of the Dominion lawsuit settlement. Uh, that means that you have political activists inside of Dominion. They're basically saying, let's, um, let's go after him. Let's make sure that he can't broadcast ever again cost them 800 million to to you know <laughs> to settle this out of court too right so now fox news have sent a letter a cease and desist letter to tucker carlson <clears throat> so here's uh, axios here reporting on this fox news has sent a cease and desist letter to tucker carlson as he ramps up a competing series on twitter that drew a combined 169 million views for its first two episodes The contract between Fox and its former top host, who was taken off the air in April after the network's historic Dominion settlement, has mighty repercussions for the conservative media ecosystem. With Tucker on Twitter, Carlson and his growing production team are working to elevate Elon Musk's social media site as a news platform. Uh, The seize and desist letter has a not-for-publication in bold at the top. Uh, and say here, Fox is continuing to pay Carlson and maintains that his contract keeps his content exclusive to Fox through December 31st, 2024. And, you, you know, you kind of have this idea, okay, they're doing this because of the election. They basically want to have, uh, you know, not, not this guy around. They want to take him out of circulation. And they're paying paying him to sit on his ass, essentially. Now, I know that the other side, we reported on that a while back, I know that the other side is arguing Twitter was not part of like one of the, uh, you know, outlets essentially listed as, you know, something you cannot broadcast to or go to. It was probably most other television stations, news media broadcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And I think Carlson's team is going to argue, well, Twitter was not part of that, so this is totally fine. I'm just, you know, er, venting my opinions here on Twitter. So we'll see what happens. Carlson's first two episodes uh, on Twitter were straight to camera monologues. He plans on keeping... Iterating with longer, more varied episodes as uh, and the addition of guests, Axios is told. Uh, Justin Wells, who's uh, Carlson's um, uh, gay executive producer, tweeted yesterday, this is from a few days ago now, uh, next episode of Tucker on Twitter coming Tuesday, Tucker's response to the indictment of President Donald Trump. And of course that circus has been going on as well. Um, all right, anyway, so we'll see what happens there. This is going to be a long legal battle, I think, for uh, for Tucker just to be able to keep up with, uh, <laughs> you know, normal production, essentially. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, we got some other bad news here too for you guys. Um, not good. Daniel Penny, uh, who of course uh, famously, in a New York subway, protected other, um, not transients, that's <laughs> the right terms, um, other people on the subway uh, from this uh, crazy black guy, Jordan Neely, uh, who was uh, basically going after everybody. He was being um, uh, violent. He was uh, throwing things on people. He being verbally abusive. He said uh, things like, I don't care if I go to jail. I don't care if I die. Uh, and of course, he went to such a uh, degree that Jordan Neely, together with two other, had to basically interfere uh, and take him down. Uh, and, of course, he ended up dying after that fact. I'm not sure if there's has been an autopsy on Jordan Neely yet. I thought that there was uh, drugs involved here, too, kind of similar to George Floyd. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I remember from last time we talked about this. But anyway, he's facing up to 15 years in prison now uh, on second-degree manslaughter charges uh, on uh, this chokehold that he did, right? We showed some footage that kind of suggests that he was alive after the fact as well. They tried to resuscitate him and stuff. He wasn't like, this wasn't meant to like, we're going to kill him, like the media and the left-wing establishment made it out to seem. Uh, no, this was literally them, you know, defending themselves and other passengers on, on the train and the subway here because it was like he was getting out of hand, essentially. Um, so I don't think this that was about it at all. It wasn't about it. wasn't about race, and even he came out and said that, and this is what so... Interesting about a situation like this, of course, it has two two major kind of outcomes. One is, of course, when next time you see something like this happen, like Jordan Neely shows up in a, in a subway somewhere, uh, or wherever it is, uh, and uh, harassing everybody and maybe coming an inch away from actually physically assaulting people, watch as, as no one does anything because they don't want to be the next Daniel Perry, right? Uh, or Daniel Penny, rather. Daniel Penny. Uh, and he said there was a front page here on New York Post. Check this out. Marine in subway death breaks silence. Nothing about race. And I genuinely think he doesn't think that, but what's funny, of course, is that the opposition, those who are nailing him on this point, for them, it's all about race. <laughs> what do you think would have happened if it was another black guy doing that? Do you think it would have been as severe as it is now? Uh, no. So this is their way of basically ensuring that we have no good Samaritans anymore, as they call it, so that when violence happens and as our society spirals out of control, uh, these people have a free hand to create chaos and wreak havoc just like they want to, right? That's just what they want. Uh, and nobody will be able to do anything. They, they won't dare to do anything. Would hell wanna risk uh, going to jail for 15 years for help, essentially helping out? Sure, it ended tragically for that guy, but I mean, whatever, uh, if that's not your intention, Big deal, right? All right. Anyway, there's uh, one one kind of white pill here on the w- white rights front, at, at least, was a big surprise. A uh, white Starbucks manager who was fired amid furor over racism wins a $25 million lawsuit against the company. Uh, the company fired a former regional manager because of her race amid the fallout from the arrest of two black men... At a Philadelphia store, a federal a federal jury found. I think I remember this one when it happened. Uh, <laughs> the episode plunged one of America's most ubiquitous brands into crisis. In April 2018, two black men entered a Starbucks shop in the Rittenhouse Square neighborhood. What an appropriate name. Of Philadelphia. For a business meeting with a white man who had, yet, uh, had not yet arrived. While they waited and before ordering, one of the two asked to use the bathroom. He was refused. Eventually, they were asked to leave when they did not. An employee called the police, the subsequent arrest captured in video, viewed millions of times online, prompted accusations of racism, protests and boycott threats. The company's chief executive uh, apologized publicly, describing the way the men had been treated was reprehensible. Starbucks took the extraordinary step of temporarily closing 8000 stores to teach workers about racial bias on Monday. In a surprising twist, a federal jury in New Jersey ordered Starbucks to pay $25.6 million to a former regional manager after determining that the company had fired her amid the fallout from the Rittenhouse Square episode because she was white. The jury found that Starbucks had violated the federal civil rights of the former manager, Shannon Phillips, as well as a New Jersey law that prohibits discrimination based on race. Awarding her six hundred thousand dollars in compensation damages and twenty five million in punitive damages, and he's like, okay, this is obviously the amounts here is obviously to to make an example, right? And which is good, like yeah, forced these company forced her hand, absolutely, very surprised. This is of course why it's important to have a uh, a jury of your peers, as they say in the U.S., right? I I would like to see the jury makeup. I I'd love to see how many white people are on that jury because I suspect it was quite a few. And of course, what happens when the uh, most whites are replaced? Uh would 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 they have judged similarly? Probably not. Uh you know, who knows? I, I don't know what the jury makeup is, but just a just a wild guess. is for the most part it's probably maybe white people in New Jersey that have kind of experienced some of this on their own. Who knows, right? Uh, at the time of the episode, Miss Phillips oversaw about one hundred stores in Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delaware, and parts of Maryland. She had been promoted to the job in twenty eleven after she was called uh, after what she called her exemplary performance in six years as a district manager in Ohio. Doesn't matter, out you go. It's it's kind of similar to the. Um, the two white ladies who worked at that Lula Lulamon, is that what it's called? I forget. I've never heard of the brand before. It's Some, I think, it's like some high-end fashion store uh, in California. And remember, they called the cops on uh, on two three black robbers. I think it was. They were fired. Both of those were fired. And it was like, "Well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to scan a QR code. You're know, being robbed. You're not supposed to uh, take video of them and call the cops because, of course, now if you're uh, if you're black or uh, if you're non-white." you can indiscriminately rob whatever store you'd like okay all right anyway so some it goes on here but uh, some uh, surprising news uh, on that front to be honest very uh, very interesting <laughs> all right so check out this there's a little bit of a different story here but kind of interesting just you know talking about boomers and you know what's what's going what's what's about to happen here as the boomers uh, just just together the, to really, get with get k- with ted k Passing on to the other side, right? Uh, Visualizing the greatest wealth transfer in history as boomers shed their mortal coils. The largest intergenerational wealth transfer in American history has begun as tens of millions of baby boomers are now beginning to die in large numbers. The youngest of whom are just turning 60 and the oldest nearing 80 years old. Some, of course, will leave their heirs to a little to no inheritance, while others will leave hundreds of thousands, or millions, or billions of dollars as their inheritors, along with houses and other assets, or to their inheritors. As the New York Times noted in 1989, total family wealth in the U.S. was around 38 trillion. That number has exploded to 140 trillion in 2022 of that 84 trillion is projected to be passed down from older americans to their millennial and gen x heirs through 2045 some 16 trillion of that will be transferred within the next decade visualizing the current state of the assets among the sitter's citizenry and here you can see a a graphic on that let's zoom out a little bit so we can actually see that properly here uh here we go incredible baby boomers Hold half of the nation's one hundred and forty trillion in wealth and I know a lot of people too they've talked about this the the, the boomer generation uh, and the fact that it's like <laughs> um there are some examples right but a lot of it have been about you know basically them kind of you want clinging on to their wealth or maybe even not helping the next generation or maybe even if that they have money but they have frivolously been been spending that essentially right that's like you know uh, beaver coaches and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, what do you call them? Uh, the carnival, uh, not the carnival. That's the the actual. Uh, what is it called? The the <laughs> cruises. That's what it's called. The, it's carnival. The brand of the the people that were doing it. The cruises, big cruises, things like this, like luxury travels to other countries and stuff. And it's like, look, I, I, it's, I get it, right? You you want to take advantage of that? You want to do something fun? You're kind of on the way out. You want to use some of the money or, or whatnot. But it's interesting to note uh, that it we're talking about the greatest wealth transfer as Sir hedge said here uh, in in history and I'm sure it's not it's not only American history it's like in world history essentially uh, so it's gonna be very interesting to see how much that passes around I'm thinking about the if the commies could get their hands on this wealth too with like could they could, what is it now the wealth uh, the the debt what is it at 30 trillion or what is it again uh, the, the combined US debt? And I know that's not including certain things, that's been like excluding the upcoming you know, social welfare programs or Medicare or you know, things like this. I, I don't have the, all the numbers down, but could you, could you potentially pay that off and be better, be better off uh, for the future and for future generations? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, but anyway, Zero H goes on here and said, What's more, the transfer has already begun as older Americans have started transferring money to their children and grandchildren in what's known as giving while living, which includes property purchases, repeated tax-free cash transfer of estate funds, and providing other resources to give their heirs a head start. See, that's good. We definitely want more of that. I think that was been common it's been very common in the past you know i mean like we used to live even in europe right these are like attributed to i don't know south america now or something or even immigrant people living in our western countries uh you have large families living on the same properties at least or in some cases even the same house your grandparents are there they're there to help with your kids and things like this right uh but that's become more and more rare as we modernize right become more and more isolated we have fewer and fewer kids we get more and more comfortable but now you have this massive amount of money which is basically getting ready to be handed down. That's why you have, that's why we had some, some tremendous amount of fraud as well, right? Even phone scammers and stuff, like a lot of old people, they're, they're sending them home, nothing is going on, they still think they live in a high trust society and here's someone you know, from Haiti or whatever is calling them and just like, yep, uh, we, we were calling from the IRS, you owe money, right? Uh, these are common things that's, which is happening now to the boomer. There's so much money there. In other cases, older Americans are lending their heirs their own inheritance ahead of schedule through companies such as National Family Mortgages, is that BlackRock, uh, which facilitates arrangements between family members. Never heard of that. In many cases, the parent or lender charges an IRS-compliant interest rate to their heirs, so that the so that large sums of money changing hands aren't treated as taxable income. Well, that's that's good, I guess. Uh, millennial-focused New York financial ati- uh, advisor Douglas Bonaparte, 38, told The Times that this is no longer an ongoing phenomena, Instead of the transfer of wealth is present day, so it's happening right now. All right, we'll see. We would, of course, uh, to to sort out some stuff, we would, of course, need uh, resources, younger generations to, man, can you imagine if some of these people just started donating to, like, political causes? Not, and not just, like, you know, the MAGA movement or Trump, but actually, like, Things that are <laughs> actually trying to fix things—that's uh, what you you need. These boomers to kind of the majority of them really get into the game and understand what's going on. And that's, of course, been the frustration of a lot of you know younger generations. Like they're not they're not tuned in. they do not know what's going on out there. They don't know how bad it is. They're isolated. Many of them, not all, of course, but many live you know wealthier, really good lives, and uh, they they're just out of touch. You know, which is sad. You need that intergenerational connection communication and and them helping us so we can help them and all that stuff and that's been in our modern era that's been severed you know what i mean uh but anyway hopefully there's there's some truth to this that there's you know help coming for for generations you know the coming generations whether that's uh, gen x or millennials or maybe even some some of the zoomers we'll see about them we'll uh, we'll probably not going to help them uh <clears throat> all right so Let's go over to uh, to the UK here a little bit. We got a we got a sad story here. Ryan Triple G's over on uh, Odyssey. Hello, Henry. Hi, hi, Ryan. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we got to talk about this. We have a uh, basically what you know, This is a refugee terror attack essentially. Not Nottingham, England, the UK. Three white people have been killed uh, by a West African refugee. Some of the first pictures were released today. Uh, of the attacker as he was uh, caught on CCTV trying to break into a hostile, the uh, hostile rather, and this is after he went on a stabbing spree. We have a clip of this too. Check this out here. Uh, th- this The CCTV footage is coming at the end of the clip, by the
3: way. Actually, what we woke up to, um, some loud, large commotion, heard loads of bangs, um, and then woke up and we saw a man being dragged out of a van. Uh, we saw him getting tasered. We saw the police pinning him down as well. It was quite, Quite a scary thing to wake up to, so early on in the morning. And Kane, you
1: saw the knife. They ret- they retrieved a knife from the van. You told us earlier it was the
3: size of A4 paper. Yeah, I'm looking at now. It was even bigger than that. It was a it really? was a massive knife. The blade was huge. Me me and um, someone else were, when we saw the knife, both looked at each other straight away and were like, "Oh my god." Yeah.
4: We are still in the early stages of the investigation. I need to determine exactly what the motives were behind this attack.
1: Yes, we, we don't know, what could it be?
4: And are working closely with counter-terrorism I'm sorry, I in talked over that L-
1: Listen to what she says here, the Nottinghamshire Police. Chief Constable Kate Minell, listen to what she says here.
4: I need to determine exactly what the motives were behind this attack. We are keeping an open mind and are ah. working closely with counterterrorism terrorism policing
1: open
2: to mind.
4: establish the facts as we would normally do in this type of circumstances. The families of all the victims have been informed and are being supported by specially trained officers.
1: Yep, there you go. We're keeping an open mind, because nobody could know what this is about. He stole a van as well as he uh, drove on
2: throughout what the day. What was
0: the van? It was white, oh. all white. Um, there was a police car behind it coming up slowly, no no flashing lights. Um, the uh, the man in the driver's seat looked in his mirror and saw a car, police car behind it. The white van then clicked up. Uh, to the corner of the, of
1: the street and went into two people. And here's the pictures of the uh, attacker. Uh, as it was caught on CCTV, trying to break into a hostel, meaning he wanted to stab more people. Uh, But look at that. Someone actually deterred him and closed the window. Jeez, man, lucky for them. Um, Not sure if hostel is that usually just elderly people, I would assume. Could be wrong on that. Man, what useless, what useless deaths this is. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Seeing shit like this, he shouldn't have even have been in the country. And of course, more are coming. We have some footage on that too. The UK is just being hammered right now, as is Ireland. I mean, most look. The US is, most Western countries are, but there he is walking away right there. And then he either stole a van, or he had that white van, ended up driving. I think he tried to drive somebody over as well. Um, I, th- I think that's what uh, what they reported. Um, which talked that didn't happen. Right uh, here's. The victims, Barnaby Weber, young uh, young teenager, I think it was, was he 19, uh, this guy? If they have an age here, young uh, young teenager who was out with this uh, girl at the time, too. Grace Kumar, yeah, she was 19, I'm not sure what uh, Barnaby's age. Uh, uh, Grace Kumar, 19. She was uh, killed. Uh, there they are, or her at least. And then this old older uh, gentleman, Ayn Coates, a school caretaker, Uh, has been named as one of the third uh, killed as well. So a lot of this, of course, could have gotten way worse. It could could have continued. He could have driven over people uh, with his uh, vehicle and things like this, right? And uh, here's the perpetrator. And of course, it usually took a long time for uh, the police. Man, that's smaller. Can I zoom up in this? Uh, Took a long time for the police to kind of talk about this. That slideshow is kind of fucked up. There we go, right there. Great addition to our society, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank God for Israel for to uh, to help to bring these poor people to our shores. Hey, eh? um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. What do you say? This is. Do you think this is new? No, we just had another s- stabbing attack in uh, in France in uh, Annecy. We reported on that over the latest uh, in the latest member show, Western Warrior. Uh, and there will be more. There will be more of this until we put our foot down and until we have collectively said, uh, Look, we're done. We're not doing this anymore, uh, we're going to change the situation and, and just and that's it all text a collective decision by Europeans, we're done, you know what I mean And then see the miracle as we start sorting this out and working towards that. and no, I'm not saying only politically on, on every level that we possibly can, right? Uh, push back against this uh, total insanity. And it took a long time before they released pictures and say, "Oh, a mentally ill man," and it's, it's as usual, right? It's like, "Oh, the longer it goes on, the more likely it is that this is not a uh, a white person," and indeed, that was uh, that was confirmed as well. Uh, again, here's the uh, the victims here. Now, uh, let me see what else we had here. I think we had this clip here. Yeah, he was. Uh, The brother of a school caretaker who was knifed to death has revealed that his devastation after the 65-year-old was left to die alone on a cold Nottingham Street. Ian Ian Coates was killed. Okay, it was his van. Okay, his van van was stolen, the white one, moments after a suspect knifed two 19-year-old students as well. All right. and More of this here, too. Here it is, right? Uh, Update. Here's from the Nottingham Police. A man has been arrested on suspicion of murder after three people were killed in the city. Uh, read the full story on our website. Uh, and of course, they chose a picture of a white hand being, uh, being arrested. That right. So they actually deleted that after some pressure, <laughs> luckily, after facing a barrage of criticism for using a stock photo of a white man being cuffed when we all knew along from eyewitnesses that the Nottingham murder was black. The Nottinghamshire police have finally deleted the tweet. That's what they do. Uh, And of course, yeah, history of violence. So, of course, he probably should, not not that he only shouldn't have been in our countries, he shouldn't even have been out on the streets. Here's uh, GB News reporting on this here. But
4: just ahead of that, GB News can confirm from reliable sources that the prime suspect in the fatal stabbing of three people and the injury of three others in the early hours of this morning is a West African uh, migrant with a history of violence, we're told. As I say, this coming from a very reliable source, uh, but just ahead of...
1: Yeah. Imagine my shock, right? So a history of violence he had mental issues these people shouldn't even be out on the streets and yet they are right here we find ourselves thousands of people are ga- gathering for a vigil at the university of nottingham to mourn those killed in tuesday's attack this is uh, tuesday's attacks was it attacks or attack i don't know uh, but yeah man look at the uh, look at the demography here by the way folks off yeah, awful a lot of white people there Is that because uh, they're the only ones that really care? Or uh, what's going on with that? Uh, Nottingham, I'm not too familiar. I I would assume it's slightly better demographically there. I can be corrected on that by some Brits in in chat or something. But I mean, it's not going to be, I assume it's not Manchester or suburb of of London, right? Nottingham, it's still close to uh, to London, right? Is it just outside? I don't get my geography down here, but uh, anyway. Uh, good to see it. Big turnout, kind of just like in France, you've seen some pushback immediately, right? Uh, but keep in mind, who, who's who's the guilty? Who, who's the guilty ones here, right? I mean, obviously, we hold the individual re- accountable as well, responsible. There's plenty of people that have said, "Oh, well, you know, they they're just they're they're letting them in." It's it almost it's almost like oh, it's not their fault. Or people always make excuses if it's a Muslim terrorist attack or something you know, well, maybe you shouldn't bomb their countries, you know, like whatever dumb counter argument to this there is. It's like, well, they still did the act. You still have to hold them responsible. But yes, you also have to extend that responsibility to all the people that have promoted this. I mean, there's more coming as we speak right now. We'll take a look at just some of the footage, trying to cross into the, the English shores from over the canal in France, right? the channel in France, um, refugees welcome, right? And, and of course, what's ironic about this picture is that the woman in the middle, I forget her name now, but she distinctly uh, made an expressed <clears throat> um, statement about red ice uh, on YouTube when, I forget if it was her or her husband had watched something on YouTube, and then they got a red ice video recommended to them. And, of course, what's ironic about that <clears throat> is that if we and so many others would have been allowed to continue to be on some of the major platforms. We're still here. We're still making an impact. Heck, mean, heck, we have the uh, Scottish heads of uh, Scottish heads of state watching our videos and being upset about it and reporting us to you know, <laughs> to the police. Essentially, <clears throat> that means we're still making waves. It's not that, but I'm saying <clears throat> it's a delay, right? That they, they put they put a stick in our in our spokes of our machinery that throws sand in the in the cog wheels or whatever we call it. Uh, so, so yes, it's 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 limiting us, but only temporarily, right? And then we pick up steam again, we grow on other platforms, as, as do others. So it's not that that's over just because you're censored from YouTube, obviously. But I'm saying, isn't it ironic then, that if the quicker the type of message that we would have been bringing with many others on a platform like YouTube, maybe the op- maybe the opposition would have been even stronger today who knows maybe these lives would have been spared because you had had more people if nothing else that at least were aware of the situation right because that's that's also the pernicious part of this right the the, the lie associated with this that these are just our brown friends and we're all getting along and you can't you know you can't be suspicious or you can't uh Feel insecure because that's what we've heard is racism. Like if you want to cross the other side to the other side of the street because you don't like the feeling of something up ahead of you, uh, well, you can't do that because that's racism. You should go. You should destroy your instincts and you know and continue to uh, work against your gut feeling, your instinct for the for the potentiality of not offending somebody who you probably don't even know anyway, right? But uh, chances are you could, you could be stabbed, right? that's only one of the messages that we've been trying to get out right um maybe we had more people that were aware never relax be more pro-white uh start working towards stopping refugees you know things like this uh and and who knows maybe if that was the the case today maybe more people would have been alive maybe the people in france wouldn't have been stabbed maybe not these three people in nottingham Who, who knows right but the point is it's these people that are responsible and of course they're actively trying to remove and take down those among our folk which are warning about this and saying look we might not be able to re- you know uh, restore order to our countries overnight today but at least have the, the the whereabouts that you understand that there is a potential that you might just be randomly attacked by one of these people doesn't mean that everyone will do it but it means it could happen and that awareness is of course essential right so street smarts situational awareness uh, and that's just one part of this big equation yeah forget her name what she uh what her, what her name was, but we'll pull out that clip. She was sitting in the uh, English parliament, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, we'll pull that out, but uh, yeah, anyway. Big fan of Red Ice, and it was like, well, you probably got recommended that because you, <laughs> because you, you looked at a video or whatever, right? It was something about white genocide. I don't know. It was something like that, you know. All right, uh, but anyway, no, that's. I'm serious. These other people who are responsible. All the refugees welcome uh, people. They they, they, you, they should be the primary source of those responsible, and secondary of those, of course, that are actually doing the act in and of itself. Um, Ryan Triple G says, uh, "Let's see here. Can I open the chat here on this?" Uh, this one, yes, um, based Henrik got direct Kvetch-fest attention from the traders in the Scottish government. I don't know to those that get results. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, there was the, what was the UN body that was contacted to, like a, te- a terrorism, uh, I, I gotta pull out the exact name again. It was a UN organization through H- Homsa Youssef's, um, you know, administration, his cabinet, whatever you actually call it in, in, in Scotland. Uh, that said, that we're concerned, and they, could, they, I guess, they put our video at the center of this. So it's like, have you looked at your accent, actions? Maybe that's why people are upset, not because of, there's a witty video <laughs> pointing out what you've been doing. Uh, all right. Anyway, it's uh, it's funny when you're uh, turning the literally turning the heads of states, or turning the heads of those who are heads of state. Then you know you're doing something right. All right. Uh, Footage from earlier today at Dover Harbor. Fresh batches of illegal immigrants being brought ashore by our treacherous border. Farce. This is the UK, folks. Just walking off the boat. Straight to a hotel with, uh, with uh, lots of bennies, right? Lots of benefits. And then they try to compare like, well, you're white Europeans like settling Australia or New Zealand or America or Canada or any of these countries, right? Even other some cases, even other European countries for that matter. Well, you're an immigrant too. There was a welfare lines to go line up to, right? Here's a pretty good one. Paul Golding here, uh, Britain first, just walking around, uh, you know, showing up on location, that's good. And I know that there might be some that have issues with him or whatever. And, you know, we, we promote, obviously, patriotic alternatives, you know, activism, what they do in the U.K. as well. But anyway, he went down uh, to uh, Skegness, uh, one of the hotels there, which is like notorious for housing all these migrants. Right. So check out this uh, clip here. I'll go forward a little bit here. Yeah, there it is. County... Hotel, the County Hotel, in the
3: town of Skegness on the Lincolnshire coast. It's brilliant weather today. Behind me is the infamous County Hotel. Now, just recently in this town, an illegal immigrant man who can't speak English dragged an underage English girl into a nearby park and raped her. This week, he's been charged, and it was all in the news, all over the media. Britain First has turned up today with the Battle Bus and we are going to campaign all day in this town to raise awareness We are going to start a campaign in Skegness to get all of the illegal immigrant hotels funded by the British taxpayer closed down Uh, What what country are you from sir? Iran Iran? Oh okay Did you come uh, over the English Channel? On a boat? You don't speak English, okay. Thank you very much.
1: They're told not to talk to anybody. You know that's Hello, true.
3: Do you mind if I ask you what country you're from? My country from Afghanistan. Pardon? Afghanistan. Afghanistan, okay. We're outside the county hotel, as you can see. We've just uh, spoken to two illegal migrants that came out of this door. This is uh, one of the gentlemen we we're speaking to. We've seen several other illegal migrants come out of this hotel. As you can see, we're right on the seafront of Skegness. Very, very. Yep, busy. they get a, a
1: nice view and a nice hotel, just shipped straight in. Right, no problem whatsoever. Uh, new Brits, you're paying for this shit.
3: County Hotel. <laughs> One of the occupants of this hotel recently raped... Good to see you here, Paul. Good to see you all here. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Cheers. One of the occupants of this hotel actually raped a local English girl in a park that's just down there. And it made the news quite heavily a few days ago. Uh, What a surprise. And the, the migrant that did it doesn't speak English, brought to this country by the RNLI and the Border Force over the English Channel in a dinghy, was transported straight to here Skegness and then proceeded to go and rape a local English girl. We'll just zoom in, you can see there's lots of these migrants coming up to the window. We'll just have a little walk around the back as the front seems to be Very quiet. Sir? This is one of the migrants that just came out the hotel. As you can see, he's got one of the mountain bikes. All of the illegal migrants stand at these hotels seem to be given mountain bikes by these... NGO's, they
1: just—they tre- just—they just come in and they just occupy. It's not that they like go to work or anything like that. They're just—they're just there, like occupying the space, just physically present. I'm here now, <clears throat> and then it's—it's you know, it's robbery or it's uh, rape or whatever. And
3: so on. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Don't call him, sir. Uh, what country are you from, sir? Well, I speak English. You don't speak English. Are You stand at this hotel. Just say you don't oh. speak English. What are you doing here then? Are you a tourist? Well, here's a, a big group of what looks like African illegal migrant men. Who just uh, walked around the corner. Yeah,
1: that's right. They're giving by so they don't
3: want, <laughs> won't steal others, I guess. Languages. They're going into the county hotel.
1: Oh, look at that. They have their own code. have you been here, sir? And they close it immediately after
3: themselves. Look at One this. One Pretty shocking state of affairs. Shut Look at that, it's like some secret away. operation here. So here we are. <laughs> it's just in fucking Schettner, insane. County hotel where a little while back, one of the occupants of this hotel raped an English girl just down there in the gardens. <sighs> Another one of the over 400 taxpayer-funded illegal migrant hotels filled up with men from the third world. Yep. Costing the British taxpayer over four billion pounds.
1: How long are we going to take this? How long, how long are we expected to just accept this while our own people, of course, remain homeless? Right? Problems can't uh, can't afford to eat in some cases. There's people that are in poverty. They can't afford to heat their homes. Right? They just walk walk right in and given everything they need, and just then they're just there. That's where it is. Right. Yeah, someone said here, within 72 hours, a young woman has been raped in Skegness. It was what this video was about, essentially. A young woman has been raped in Lincoln by a migrant. Three people murdered, uh, two 19 year old students, and others seriously injured in Nottingham by a migrant with a history of violence. See a trend here? Imagine if, if, imagine if it was white people doing this, right? Uh, what do you think? Would there have been any trend uh, brought up by the media, perhaps? Uh, no, instead, what's happening is, as we're being conquered collectively in the West, uh, our very flags are being dropped on behalf of the uh, gay pride LGBTQ flags. Here's a sad clip here from uh, England. I think this is uh, Regent Street. I think it's called Reg- uh, yeah, Regent Street. Uh, check, the- check out how symbolic this is.
3: You're taking the wrong fucking flag down, mate. I don't know that. At least you know that.
1: And then they dro- drop it right to the ground. Look at that. Jeez. You're taking
3: the wrong fucking flag down, mate. I don't know that.
1: At least you know that. <laughs> why do you do it, then? See, this is the thing, right? Why... why there is no collective... Pushback m- among these men. Ma- well, I'm just doing my job, you know. No, just protest. Every goddamn person along the line needs to protest shit like that. Uh, just don't do it. Uh, okay, well, we'll call in someone out. Oh, we'll fire you or whatever. Yeah, but how, how oh, yeah, wait, well, yeah, I kind get get fired. Like, look, I understand it short term, but like long run. Yeah, but your your kids are going to get raped and murdered potentially. Is that your job versus the the future generations and and your kids you know survival and and well being? I don't know which which one is it. Just doing me job. Yeah, I know it's the wrong flag, man. It's just so we'll return to like that scenario later too, and we'll even return to to Regent Street in a little bit too. Uh, absolutely sickening to see that kind of shit happening. Uh, so. We, uh, we had a little event here. Uh, Poseidon came out in the uh, Mediterranean uh, as, uh, as Israel was standing on the shores of Greece trying to wave in this boat. I'm not sure if that actually happened, but, you know, making a point here that we, of course, can thank organizations partially like Israel in Europe for bringing all these people to our shores. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we had a little, uh, uh, little intervention here by, uh, by the great uh, sea gods uh, which uh, capsized uh, a, a boat full of uh, refugees and migrants uh, in the Ionian Sea as we're heading towards Greece. Now, it's, uh, this as it began, they said at least 17 people have died and more than 100 rescue, yeah, rescued after a fishing boat carrying migrants and refugees capsized in the Ionian Sea. In other words, continued updates here. Death toll in Greece climbs to 59 and then to 78 eventually. And then they say, with upwards of 70 people now confirmed dead, so somewhere, I guess, would presume around uh, 80 to 70 or something like that, uh, death toll from a migrant boat capsizing near Greece is rapidly climbing with upwards of 70 people now confirmed dead. The migrants are thought to have been on their way from Libya to Italy, where of course slavery to this day is still ongoing. Uh, you have human traffickers there, but there's no clamp down on
0: that.
1: Were offered help by the Greek uh, Coast Guard, but they turned down this boat here. Well, w- what was going to happen? <laughs> it's not like they would capture you and send you back home again. All right, there's uh, Al Jazeera reporting on this, and of course you know that uh, oh they didn't have life vest. If can we just can we uh, <clears throat> can we just set up kind of like some system here where we just give them well preferably we have you know luxury cruises going from Libya to uh, European. Uh, countries on a regular basis, obviously that would be ideal, right? but if we can't have that, can we have a, can we give them life vests or something like that? Um, they should of course never come to Europe. that's that's number one. And so they do have themselves to blame for that. Uh, but then we're back again at the establishment of of people holding up their precious signs right here. here's the here's the guilt. blame them. will you blame these people for it? They think that they're gonna come to Europe and live high on the hog and you know f- free benefits and free shit. Um going to be welcome it's going to be great for you just just come here and occupy a space. stay at one of our luxury hotels down in the uh, British coast <laughs> Skegness right no it's these people who are, are again uh responsible. Uh, yes, you have smugglers, you have people along the way that are doing their part you have you do have genuinely people making money on this, even organizations. We look at the Jewish family fund the other day. Uh, and just how much money? This, this in the U.S., right? But there's comparable situation in the EU as well. That they get like money per refugee that they help to take in and you know s- settle in uh, into the countries and things like this. Uh, that should be that should be a crime. It's like well, w- well, they, they have the right to seek asylum. Blah blah blah. and It's like well, change the law then. Just change these laws and just say no. We're done. We're not doing that anymore. Right. That's we, I, look. I know the the hopelessness of trying to solve this in you know, a political way. Right. But but still, you you genuinely need people who can drive this line within our politi- political system as well, in addition to other types of uh, you know activism and and work to push back against this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and they need to say, well, we need to change those laws. Well, we're obligated. You see, by the UN uh, Global Compact for Migration, we have to take in X amount of migrants each year or whatever it is. Right? We've we've agreed to that. Well. No, did you know? Pass a law that nullifies that, or, or exit the agreement. Right? You know what I mean? That's the kind of shit that we need, right? We, against all this. All right. Yeah, Israel. You have Jewish Family Fund. There's a number of them, right? Of course, one of the wonderful things that do happen uh, when some of these uh, brain surgeons and rocket scientists come into our countries uh, is, of course, we get uh, interesting, new, spicy. Uh, ways to uh, to to find sources of protein within our, within our countries. Right? So it's not only the uh, it's not only the seasoning that gets very exciting. We also have the choice of protein here. Uh, foul play! Great uh, headline here. Foreign nationals kill and eat beloved town swan. Uh, these inhumane g- degenerates need to face real consequences. <clears throat> the three teens accused of killing and eating a beloved swan. In an upstate New York village are refugees, the Washington Free Beacon has learned. Manlius, I think it is, Manlius maybe, police reported Faye, Faye, the swan, and her four cygnets missing from the town pond last Monday, which prompted horror from the Manlius New York residents. Locals flooded Manlius, Manlius I think it was, uh, police with tips the next day, which ended in the arrest of 18-year-old Emma Eman Husan of Syracuse, New York, and two minors aged 16 and 17. The posse of refugees from Myanmar and attend high school in the neighboring city. Is that a little sentence of the posse of our refugees from Myanmar and attend? Okay, you got it. And attend high school in the neighboring city. Menlius police sergeant Ken Hatter told the Free Beacon: Police say the three were able to steal F- uh, Faye, I guess, Faye because she was nesting and did not fight back. The suspect devoured Faye with their family in Syracuse. Faye's children were also abducted, but later retrieved by authorities unharmed. A biologist who works with the village of Menlius uh, will care for the signets for another six weeks. I just don't know how. If you were from the area, you wouldn't see the fences or the no fishing signage. Hatter told the Free Beacon. But that—that's okay. You're—you're—you have a very—you have a very, um, you're very broad uh, uh, horizon here. Uh, maybe you need to limit your horizon of what's going on here a little bit. This is the second high-profile incident in recent months related to the murder of a precious bird at the hands of four nationals. The Free Beacon reported on two suspects, illegal immigrants in Stanton County. Nebraska, who snuck into a protected land and shot a bald eagle. I think we have, is this a story on that? Yeah, here we go. Two suspected illegal immigrants killed a bald eagle for dinner. Federal authorities don't seem to care. Of course they don't. This is a spicy new addition to the country here. Suspects told law enforcement they planned to eat the bird, but federal authorities are not bringing charges against them. Two suspected legal immigrants shot and killed a bald eagle with the intention of cooking it for dinner, and the town sheriff, whose part department rather, arrested them. Says federal authorities, uh, who could who could keep them behind bars, won't return his calls. The incident has left Stanton County in Nebraska residents disturbed and offended. County Sheriff Mike Unger told the Washington Free Beacon, and as of right now, the two suspects are allowed to roam the county freely. The two men were charged with misdemeanor, and Nebraska law dictates the pair can't be held in jail before their March 28th trial. So this is from a while ago, right? What's the date on this again? Uh, Yeah, March 3rd. So that's a a few months back now, right? But you get the idea. Yeah, I think there was. They didn't embed that. I think there was some footage on Twitter with them like being arrested at least. After I forget if that was the the swan eaters or the eagle eaters, but. uh, Very exciting, very, very spicy. right? Uh, Now back to the UK here for a little bit, because another thing that happens is, of course, as we kind of exit uh, our traditions and and, and push that away, uh, they do tend to kind of transform a little to accommodate uh, these new demographic realities uh, in our countries, which means, of course, that uh, our own uh, traditions, whether you're observant or not, will be transformed before your eyes. And such a thing is happening now in Bristol, where the church there have taken down what is called as a grotesque stained glass window of coalstone, which they, of course, associate with slavery. And instead, they're going to install a multi-ethnic scene with Jesus in this church here. To encourage parishioners to look at a memorial to a slave trader is not only grotesque, but entirely contrary to the gospel." Was one of the quotes here, presumably from one of the leaders at the Bristol Church. Church leaders in Bristol have given permission for historic stained glass windows that commemorate Edward Colston to be replaced with windows that shows Jesus depicted in multiple ethnicities and with refugees in a boat. The announcement of the ruling by the Conistory. Court of the Diocese of Bristol has been made on the third anniversary of the toppling. I remember that of the statue of the slave trader Edward Colston back in June 2020. I remember uh, we included that in a couple of uh, uh, compilations on that. Uh, they even like they rolled it down the street and into you know into the harbor and shit. Uh, a year later, leaders of Saint Mary Redcliffe Church announced a competition to come up with designs for replacement stain replacement stained glass windows, and in September 2022, a local junior doctor in Bristol, Bristol uh, Elish Swift, won that contest with a series of images showing a non-white Jesus in, in a variety of situations. Is there any is there any homosexual sex involved, perchance? Let's see now with today's announcement. That permission for the windows to be replaced has been granted by the Church of England's court in Bristol. New versions of Dr. Swift's winning designs have been revealed, and these are the ones that will now be made and installed at the historic church, which has a 19th century spire that makes it still the tallest building in Bristol. The stained glass windows that were removed date from the Victorian era, here we go again. Here's the the great cultural reset, right, the cultural revolution, uh the the great leap forward. Call it whatever you want. This is all this shit that's happening is included in that. Not just the replacement of us and our people, but of our heritage, of our tradition, of our religions and things like this, that's going out the window. Again, you don't have to be observant. I think you understand why they're doing this. And of course, also the fact that they won't stop at this kind of stuff, right? They will take one thing they do very cleverly, of course, is they will take, uh, you know, quotes and things like that out of the Bible to just fit their narrative, and and then they kind of resh they they just remake kind of the religion and make it to something in their image essentially. So like, see, now it's working for everybody. Now it's a now it's a queer multicultural religion that everybody can uh, can uh, be part of, right? Uh, So yeah, they were uh, from the Victorian era and were part of a so-called cult of Colston that grew up in in Bristol Bristol at that time, as the ruling elite constructed a narrative of Edward Colston as a huge benefactor for the city. I'm sure he wasn't a benefactor of the city. The old windows shared Colston's family motto, Go go thou and do likewise. A biblical quote from the parable of the Good Samaritan, And the new windows share a different quote from the same passage. And who is my neighbor? Seriously, here here we go. (laughs) Everybody can be. Everybody's part of this. Dr. Swift came up with four winning designs for the four windows, which spokesperson for the St. Mary Redcliffe Church said referred to Bristol's rich Multicultural past and present. That's right. Cheddarman is is uh, represented on this one as well. The new panel depicts Jesus in multiple ethnicities to counter the anglocentric narrative of white Jesus. He said, "Can we have uh, Doctor Swift?" I get to kind of look that up here as we. Anyway, here's one of them here. Uh, here refugee boat, obviously. Um, here's one of of scholars. Uh, a seasoning a, a bridge here somewhere uh, in Bristol, presumably, with their uh, brilliant rocket uh, engineering science. Uh, here's more. Here's Jesus on a boat with refugees, and uh, you get the point. Here we go. Here's a. Is that uh, correct? Me if I'm wrong. Here is this a. Is this a a a, pr- a pregnant woman who's trying to who has a beard? Is that what that is? That's kind of what it looks like to me. If you ask me. Uh, of course, we have the uh, the wheelchair here represented, right? Who who is thy neighbor? Was that what the <laughs> the passage was? So out with Colston and in with uh, uh, you know new, exciting, spicy seasoning, unbelievable stuff, right? All right, so over to I, I'll look up the I'll look up the name here, doctors. What was it, Swift or something? Doctor Swift. Uh, let me play this. Yeah, Ellish Swift. There it is. Okay, I'll, I'll uh, do a search for that real quick. Now, over to Germany, where, where of course, the same thing's happening, because, you know, we're in, a, we're in a conquered civilization right now, and so, of course, this shit has to be pushed everywhere, in every white country. Uh, and, of course, it's been pushed in churches, but it's also been pushed in every other aspect of life, too, not just the religious uh, area. I just, I'm not going to introduce it too much. Listen to this uh, excellent sermon here from a, a queer bishop or whatever it is. Uh, I'm just w- what it is. It, this is at the Church of Nuremberg, uh, where they had a Protestant church congress. Uh, and some is in German and some is in uh, English, but it's all subtitled. Great stuff
4: here. to sagen wir sind alle die letzte Generation. Jetzt ist die Zeit zu sagen. Black Lives Always Matter.
1: Welcome jetzt to Germany.
4: Die Zeit zu sagen. Gott ist queer. <laughs> jetzt ist die Zeit zu sagen. We leave no one to die. And jetzt ist wieder die Zeit zu sagen. Wir schicken ein Schiff und noch viel mehr. Wir empfangen Menschen an griegrieren sicheren Häfen safer spaces for all. Wir haben alle Privilegien und können sie für mehr Gerechtigkeit einsetzen. Wir können füreinander Verbundete sein. Wir sind hier, wir sind doch viele, und wir sind nie
1: wieder leise. Fantastic. Incredible stuff. God is queer. All right. Well, I guess there's a merge up here with the uh, the the at least the color combination of Noahide Hyde Uh I don't know who the, I don't know who that is, but apparently this was at uh, great uh, cheer and fanfare there in uh, Nuremberg. Uh that's that's uh that's Germany now, folks. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's incredible. Um now what a I want to talk about what happened at the White House, you know, uh, as well. Uh, real quick too, because that's a that's a big piece of the the puzzle, right? Uh, let's begin with showing you the slideshow, right? You know, people are just like, well, this is, you know... We cannot pull out photographs from like various power centers in the West, right? Where all of this is taking place. Every uh, heads of state is celebrating this. Uh, every major capital in the West are celebrating this. Every political leader is celebrating this. Is West as well in the West, right? Uh, here's of course 10 uh, Downing Street. You know, clad in the LGBTQ you know rainbow uh, you know, colors, right? It's the traditional uh, uh, you know uh, iron cast iron that they're just wrapping in this, right? Here's here's Germany. No big surprise here, right? Dem dem Deutschen Volk. It says up on the. Uh, the the top of the building there as you can see, uh, militaries are embracing this kind of stuff. No big surprise. Uh, the, everywhere in the in the U.S., it's state, um, you know, state institutions such as NASA, right? They're doing this. <laughs> it's it's like everywhere. This is the I think this is Regent Street. We talked about that earlier uh, in the U.K. They actually tweeted this out too. Uh, let me go up full screen so I can see here. This have you spotted our new flags flying proudly above Regent Streets? Learn about the intersection-inclusive Pride flag from its designer, Valentino Vecchetti. Here, this is from the uh, Regent Streets official Twitter account. Rockefeller Plaza, right, they're replacing uh, all the American flags by putting up uh, so-called Pride flags. Justin Trudeau, not a big surprise there, of course, The uh, one of the gayest men in Canada. Uh, And, of course, more recently, uh, we did have this uh, event at the White House. We're going to take a little bit closer on this, too, in case you didn't see it yet, uh, where there was a big uh, pride celebration, and the uh, uh, Joe Biden administration invited a bunch of uh, degenerates, and we'll see why uh, in a little bit here, to the White House to have a big uh, pride celebration day, essentially. Uh, Some people have pointed out that the flag here actually uh, is supposedly... By law, always supposed to be in a dominant position, meaning that I guess not that this truly matters in this situation. Right? But but just to make a point, right? Uh, the American flag would have to be in the center there, and then you could potentially have what a pride flag on the side of that or something like that. In, in other words, that they're subservient here uh, to the pride LGBTQ flag, which apparently uh, is illegal. But of course, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't stop anybody. Reminds me of that dropping the the. Uh, uh, the, the Union Jack, right, right on the on the ground, essentially, like they did in England when they put up those flags at Regent Street here. But basically, all the British ones who dropped to the to the ground, right? So yeah, big uh, big pride event here uh, at the White House. Joe Biden say today, the people's house, your house. Tell that to the uh, January Six people. By the way, it sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride. A hey, uh, Continued here, I know that too many people in the LGBTQI+ plus community are worried and afraid about their future and their safety. Really, I want to send a message to the entire community, especially to transgender children. You are loved. You are. You are heard. You are understood. You belong. Powerful here. Very very uh, powerful from uh, Potato in Chief. Uh, and it reminds me too, by the way more recently you've had some demonstrations like a what at a target or something some pushback people stop buying bud light and now you know the company's crashing or whatever but there's no like violent attacks right you you had just just the other day you had another crazy uh, transsexual uh, minora moskowitz we reported on that in western warrior uh, who stabbed uh, the, the the dad right recently, uh, you have number of actually attacks. Remember the church, the the tranny walked in and shot up a bunch of kids in the church, right? That's what has happened. It's been they have been violent, they have been like killing people, uh, and of course the the establishment, the elites here, uh, are acting like this is somehow they are on their attack when they're the violence ones, right? So so anyway, what happened here at the White House? I'm going to have to play you a little bit of this, because uh, it it is pretty crazy. Um, White House slams inappropriate, disrespectful behavior of topless trans guests at Pride events, right? So, uh, <clears throat> let me just <laughs> put on your safety goggles here, whatever, whatever you have to do here. But this thing was was shaking around, took its top off, and shaking around his, his implants here uh, on the White House lawn, essentially. i got to play you this. Uh, anyway, warning, warning here, explicit material. Here.
2: Welcome to the lighthouse. Thank you. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Year. Happy Pride Life.
1: Yeah. Happy Pride Season. Happy Pride Year. Happy Pride Life. That's right. This is. It's for the for a lifetime now, folks. It's gone from a month to several years, or just for eternity of eternity of LGBTQ Pride. Transgender children.
2: You are beautiful. You are heard. You are long understood you are loved, and you belong yeah. some of the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. I mean you're welcome. Good folks. <laughs> Can we take a little video? Right. Hi Mr. President. Ugh. It is an honor fans' rights are human rights. <laughs> oh it's a- <laughs>
1: Are we topless at the White House? There we go. Oh my god. Yep. There you go. That's that's the White House now, folks. Just flashing your, your dumb implants, pretending you're something you're not a uh, damn woman. Someone made a, a compilation here. Here we go. Here's a here's a 22-second version of, uh, of what has been happening under Biden here, too. Oh, uh, There's some others in there if
3: you catch it quick. This is a day in my life as a White House intern. <sighs> Night,
2: 221st day of publicly transitioning.
3: God yeah. love you.
1: There we go, there it is. That's what it's all about right there. Flash, flash quick. And, and then of course you get conservative ink people uh, here right I thought this was, <laughs> I thought it was fake first, but it was not. I searched for the uh, tweet and I did find it. Jesse Kelly, DC here on Twitter. He's, he's the host of the nationally syndicated Jesse Kelly show. Oh, why do they always do that? Why, the Dan Bongino show, right there. The Henrik Palmgren show, <laughs> the, the Ben Shapiro show. What? What do they? Do they not have any creativity? Anyway, host of I'm Right on the first, uh, on the first. I guess it's my, it was a TV network. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Anti-communist. Well, that, that's that's good for you because it's only only communist that t- look. That's clearly a part of the equation, but it, you gotta you gotta widen your horizons a little bit more. It's a little bit more going on here than just that. Okay world famous author he said <coughs> watch out for this one here he said on twitter.com he said that Tranny that flashed everyone at the White House looked pretty good and I'm tired of pretending he didn't <laughs> it was uh this is uh, this is uh this is conservatives here 20, uh, 23 ladies and gentlemen and there was even others was it who who pulled out Yeah, here we go clay travis (laughs) someone's someone joining here i'm with you i'm with you brother great boobs but they're not boobs though they they it's literally just fake you know what is silica what is it in there whatever well i guess it depends on what they implanted but it's it's not even that great boobs clay travis says and i don't think i'd know that was a dude oh really man you gotta you gotta sharpen your radar dude As a First Amendment and boobs guy, this entire story has me totally shook. Yeah, silicone. I guess I say silica. That's uh, the computer thing, right? Yeah, silicone. Uh, I mean, there's other things they use these days too. But yeah, it's basically just a bunch of uh, uh, you know fake slime, essentially, right? Water uh, sacks of water, essentially. Plastic. That's what it is, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's conservative uh, ink for you right there. Just great boobs. I'm a boobs guy. You can, I guess you can slap boobs on a pig, too. And you just just uh, like, man, those damn boobies. Ugh. Yeah, there was some other nasty pictures that someone pulled out here. Yeah, this, <laughs> this was a good one. So we need to re- remember this after Trump and everything. And, of course, Trump is bad on this dude. I'm not even going to pretend uh, was that. I think it was even in the compilation. Actually, prayed, uh, played Trump standing there with the you know LGBTQs for Trump flag on, on stage somewhere. We Joe Biden said we need to restore honor and decency to the White House, and then people <laughs> tweeted out this, right. But so apparently they it was so the pushback was so severe uh, they had to uh, fire back here at uh, the whole thing and what happened and stuff like that. White House slams inappropriate and disrespectful behavior of topless trans guests at Pride Event, Zero Hedge reported here. Uh, well, this is awkward. At the auctions, After the auctions of a number of transgender influencers on the lawn in the front of the White House went viral, President Biden's administration, after praising them as the bravest and most inspiring people he'd ever known, has been forced to condemn the toplessness. This behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House. It is not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LGBTQI family. What do you think it is then? What do you What do you think this is about, uh, Potato? Or the hundreds of other guests who were in attendance. Individuals in the video will not be invited to future events, the statement read. How long before the alphabet, of, uh, alphabet people turn on Biden for daring to condemn their free expression? Trans activist Rose Montoya, I guess that's the person flashing their plastic uh, flesh bags, the one with the hands, offered a comment. I had zero intention of trying to be vulgar or profane in any way. Uh, I was simply living my joy <laughs> I was simply living my joy and my truth and existing in my body. Well that's that's not your body though. That's this is you're trying to transform it into something which it is not. It is not being true to yourself. Of course their behavior is totally different from what was witnessed at pride events around the country exactly over the weekend in front of children and also witnessed on a Regular basis at so-called family-friendly drag shows. Did we play? Let me see here. Wasn't there one that we forgot to play? I think I played one which is like yeah, like t- just total like sodomy, essentially. The kids were handing out books, the of the band books and stuff, all kinds of stuff. The, the classroom was just insane. Oh, it was Wiener. Was it did I play Wiener? Um Scott Weiner standing with the the, the the LGBTQ nun. Maybe we did play that. Anyway, we don't have to do it. Um, I think we've had enough of that, to be honest. But the point is, these people have like upped their uh, they've upped their uh, degeneracy, and of course, this is always what they, is Always the same. Uh, they have their dicks out at some of these events. Uh, they flash their genitals in, in front of kids. Right? Uh, it, it's all based around you know sexual uh, behavior, essentially. Anyway, here's what uh, the press, uh, current press secretary said of this thing here.
3: The exposure incident
0: on the South mm-hmm. Lawn, uh, having received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful, is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we've, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, The the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that, it was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families, uh, so, you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that, and. Uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful, and let's not. Uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus <laughs> families. Uh, again, hundreds of families who were here uh, to celebrate uh, their community and who are here in attendance. So. Um, Look, individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events, mm-hmm. and uh, this is has not occurred before. Right? This is not. This was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration.
1: Uh, <clears throat> yes, it is. Very- it's escalated. It's been Dylan Mulvaney, and then the other crazy one that was in the Cooper or something, right? It's been this after one thing after another with this. Now it's just slowly escalating. because of course, these people need a, a continued media buzz around them too. They're exhibitionists, right? So they have to up the ante, as they say. Uh, yeah, disgusting. All right. Anyway, that's. I think we've had enough of that. Holy smokes. Ugh. Um, all right. Let me see. Is there another one we could play there? No, I think that's it. Uh, let me play you this, too, because so, then you people people want like, well, what's going on here? You had a good comment from uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who's, uh, who's running for the Democrat side, right? And uh, good for him. He was uh, bold enough here in an interview with, I think this, uh, unfortunately, is Jordan Peterson, though, but I'm glad they're bringing this up. Talked about the reality of the fact that our young is being bathed in a, as he says, a soup of chemicals as they uh, grow up. It's an onslaught from every angle, essentially, right? Uh, From the shampoo, in some cases, that you uh, put in young children's hair, to the, in some cases, the foods they eat, the uh, estrogen-laden meats or or fake meat. Sometimes there's other things that they are exposed to, chemicals. Uh, It's being, of course, used in... um, Uh, You know, uh, enough fertilizer. Uh, Well, some of them are fertilizer, I think, but in most cases, pesticides, uh, insecticides, and things like this. Now, check out what what he said about this, right? All these chemicals uh, are endocrine disruptors, and, of course, this is partially uh, one of the reasons. It's one among many, I think, one among many, Uh, of why so many are now thinking that they're something that they're not, right? Kids are grown up, they think that they're a woman if they're a boy, etc., or a girl if they're a boy, etc. They are being confused not only by the propaganda around us, uh, but actually down to the chemicals that we're using. Check out what he said here. Uh, Kind of a verifying uh, Alex Jones take here on uh,
5: on the gay frogs, essentially. I think a lot of the problems we see in kids, and particularly boys, um it's probably underappreciated um, that uh, how much of that is coming from chemical exposures including a lot of the sexual dysphoria that we're seeing that you know these kids are being overwhelmed by a tsunami i mean they're swimming through a soup of toxic chemicals today and many of those are endocrine disruptors um, there's atrazine throughout our water supply atrazine by the way if you, in a lab, put atrazine in in a, in a, a, a tank full of frogs, it will uh, uh, feminize every frog in there. Ten uh-huh. percent of the frogs, the male frogs, will uh, will turn into fully viable females able yep. to produce viable eggs. And if you, if if if, if it's doing that to frogs it could re- it, there's a lot of other evidence that it's doing it to human beings as well. Now, I'm happy to talk about that later, but I I don't think blaming this uh, this epidemic of de- depression and despair on people who are, you know, fanning fears of climate um, are, is I think that's oversimplistic. Now, where have I heard that?
1: Yeah, it's from a Mike Dice, uh, Mark Dice, Mike Dice, Mark Dice video. Anyway, he showed the uh, some of the articles here, right? So back from 2010, pesticide atrazine can turn male frogs into uh, females. So this became, you know, a joke and a meme, and everyone's making fun of this. But of course, it was, it was it's true, right? <laughs> it's not just because RFK Jr. says it. We've talked about this for, for for years as well. When these types of articles started coming out, right? Endocrine disruptors, chemicals, and of course. You take that together with the propaganda, then you have it's a deadly cocktail, one which, of course, leads the kids down this path of thinking that they are uh, uh, the opposite sex and then down the uh, conveyor belt of uh, you know gender confusion propaganda leading up to the surgical transformation of these kids, meaning sterilization, uh, begins. Uh, and that's where we find ourselves right now. So there is some th- there is some pushback against this, which is actually good. I think we had, uh, which piece was it here? I think it was this one. Uh, Middle school students stage rebellion against LGBTQ indoctrination. Uh, Massachusetts, where the first shots of the American Revolution were fired, has now witnessed a revolt against LGBTQ indoctrination, staged by students at a public middle school. The action took place on June 2nd at Marshall Simmons Middle School in the suburban Boston town of Burlington in response to a Pride-themed Spirit Day organized by the school's Spectrum Club, which is a group of LGBTQ students and their supporters. The student body was encouraged to dress in rainbow colors and wear rainbow stickers. The school was decorated with pride flags and posters, rainbow streamers, and educational posters. Uh, here we go, here's some, is there more here? Let's play this.
2: Plays of intolerance and homophobia are
5: unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric starts in the home. Parents angry at Town Hall over intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School. Kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up. Some students chanted "USA are my pronouns," and students <laughs> showing pride were intimidated.
0: It was an unruly
5: disruption, Ugh. in fact, that was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset,
1: uh, uh, what what what's what? Why is it always like this? Why? What, can, we, can we just get a, an actual? Can we get a scientific, you know, kind of analysis of the situation here? I mean, some have done the physiognomy, right, kind of thing. But, it, <laughs> but the correlation never lies, folks. It never Lies. An unruly disruption,
5: in fact, <laughs> that was
0: organized ahead of
5: time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown.
0: Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground. But, you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody.
1: And uh, look at the uh, opposing. <laughs> Man, I think, did someone do the two, like, two screenshots next to each other? You have that uh, on one side, folks. And then versus this, <laughs> which way Western man, holy shit.
0: She didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she
5: wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her
1: daughter. Felt you must you m- no, no. The thing the, 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 you're doing, you're understanding this wrong. You must celebrate this. You must take part. You must love this. And if you do not, you are going to be punished. Just wait, just wait until they roll out like the social credits, credit score on top of this. And like your unwillingness to, to take part in these things. Uh, we'll get your, uh, you know, CBDC allowance, your UBI uh, cut off for the month. You'll be forced to take part.
5: To participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages like this quote from Tennessee Williams.
0: Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and wines." And my daughter just kind of said, you know, mom, that's that's offensive to to me who I am straight.
5: Good
1: for uh, good for them for uh, fighting back. Parents of kids at Edison High School in Huntington Beach, California, say this video was played to their kids in math class. The kids clearly didn't want to watch this pride video, so the teacher threatened them with Saturday school to get them to watch it. I know there was another one. Maybe I'm thinking maybe it was another article that was linked up. There was uh, it was kids standing around stomping on pride flags. I-, I saw it in passing just the other day, and I couldn't find the exact video again. But anyway, let's let's see what they uh, played in California here. To them. <laughs>
4: Nice. Hey, I'll warn you guys now. If you're going to be inappropriate, I will have supervision down and give all of you a Saturday school for
5: next
1: year. So knock it off. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. That's a shorty, of that. But it, yeah, see, it's it's good. There is some there is some pushback. It's begi- It's slowly beginning. You know, and this is kind of like you know, base minimum essentially, right? Of what we what we can do. <laughs> No, I mean, we, but you have to do. It. You have to take this battle. Uh, you cannot allow this shit to just kind of continue. To be honest, kids cannot be uh, subjected to this this absolute uh, disgusting stuff. Right? Uh, you have a couple of other things too. Let me play this uh, play this one because all of this up to the kind of what it evolves around is just a synthetic lifestyle, right? Inauthentic, um, fake. Uh, it's them using. Uh, Technology to a certain extent to transform whether it's their bodies or our environment or altering things changing things not according to nature and not according to the natural order but according to the perverted uh, demented mutant ideals uh, by certain uh, men and women and there's so many so much of the stuff happening at the same time the transgender movement is ultimately a transhuman movement that's where this is going we've mentioned that many many times. Uh, and there's weird shit that's happening on the scientific front, right? They're, they're making um, meat in laboratories, for example. Here's one from Bath, right? Uh, or Bath in England, actually. Uh, Bath using tissue engineered to meet our future meat needs, right? All of this is kind of the part of the same I- expression, really, of, of we can uh, make unnatural things and then pretend that that's like just normal now or whatever. You had, uh, and I think it's part of the same expression of that, you had a a mosquito factory where they're producing GMO mosquitoes. I think it's down in Colombia, I think, if I remember that correctly, uh, which is uh, heavily funded by Bill Gates. I wanted to play that clip as well because what they'll do, of course, is they'll they'll put uh, mRNA vaccines in some of these mosquitoes. In other cases, they put other type of medicines, medications, whether it's genetic ones or not. Uh, But check this out. This is... This is where they want to to take us in the future, right? Everything being engineered and ultimately then uh, synthetic, uh, fake, and unnatural. This is scary shit. Imagine them just releasing this into the biosphere and who knows what happens afterwards, right? It transforms, uh, it, it alters, they changed um, uh, genetic code, they, be, they, de- they become dominant, right? This is the truth for even the GMO stuff, right? GMO corn, they've said it's like this has been so pervasive that it's like, have competed out the other natural corn, and basically all you have left now is GMO corn. Would the same thing happen with mosquitoes, or even for that matter, other animals that you you know we might, as you know, genetically engineer? Check this out here.
2: Hi, I'm Scott O'Neill here in Medellin, Colombia today, and I'm at the world's biggest mosquito factory for the World Mosquito Program. We're making in here 30 million mosquitoes a week. Come have a look. We're doing it for a very serious reason. Cities like Medellin have suffered from diseases like dengue, Zika, chikungunya for decades, but not anymore. We've been able to bring the solution of Wolbachia mosquitoes to this city. When this bacteria called Wolbachia gets introduced into the mosquito, it stops their ability to transmit dengue. We release mosquitoes that have Wolbachia, and they go and mate, and Wolbachia gets passed into the wild mosquito population. If we're going to control these diseases in all the tropical cities of the world, um, it's going to require a lot of mosquitoes. The mosquito life cycle starts with the egg. And in this room, we've got a lot of eggs. Each one of these strips, these tiny black dots are up to 10,000 mosquito eggs. Across all of these strips, about one and a half million dried eggs waiting to hatch. In this tray, we've got the newly hatched eggs. They're little larvae, so small you can hardly see them. They're gonna sit in here for a few days and eat and get bigger, until they look like these ones over here. They're starting to turn into pupae. We're wanting to do the next step of sorting sorting the males from the females we want to do that so we can manipulate good. the sex ratio in the cages to be more female than male oh, the so bottom they do ones exist, along yeah. here are the boys and the ones at the top are the girls they're bigger from here they're going into the adult cages we have adults that we continuously grow in what we call our brood stock and then over here we have the mass-produced mosquitoes getting ready to give us the eggs to go out directly into the field it's crazy how they sound. You might wonder, what do we feed all these mosquitoes here? Well, I can tell you, we've got the good stuff in here. On the Human top blood. shelf, literally, we've got the blood. They love it. Once the mosquitoes are grown, they're ready to go out into the field.
1: On the field they go, and what happens then? What could possibly go wrong, Right. Here's the uh, here's the the part of the LGBTQ end game here, right? I saw someone making the comparison. You you can figure out if it's natural, or not if it perpetuates life, it perpetuates rather life, or if it ends it. Right? So someone made the comparison. You put a uh, hundred trans women with ten men on an island, and what happens, right? Well, a life will of course end because no one can uh, procreate, but. They will claim, at some point they will claim, that's all natural because we can bypass those kinds of things now. We can just create everything synthetically. Uh, We just needed, at some point back in history, sure, we needed a little bit of base material from humans, but now we can just synthetically create all of these things, right? So it's the same with the mosquitoes, you alter them, you genetically uh, imprint certain things in them. These are decided. I mean, this is dangerous, right? They've done experiments in Florida on this. Uh, There's other programs that Bill is funding, you know, Bill Gates. Uh, But check out this one here from Daily Mail. Synthetic human embryos are created in the lab with no egg or sperm. Scientists announce historic breakthrough, raising hopes for new treatments for miscarriages and rare genetic disorders. But development poses huge ethical dilemmas. Yeah, you don't say. And you know how this is going to be used. You know, at some point, the government is going to grant some corporation the rights to be, to be produce humans, essentially, in this kind of capacity. And because all the, the the choices that some of us have made, and through the enforcement of other types of behavior, more and more of us are going to go um, infertile for different reasons. Sometimes, sometimes it's life choices. In other cases, it's going to be because we're exposed to much of these the, the chemicals that we're using. Right? I'm just like you hear Ted Kaczynski's. <laughs> You know, voice uh, or his writing, I guess, uh, is a quietly in the background of all of this. Right? Uh, It's going too far. Right? This is this is no good. We're being completely detached from from nature. Uh, But these people, uh, and with them, they'll have the support of the leftists. They say this is completely natural. Uh, This is not unethical. It's completely right. We have to do this. Cambridge University and in California Institute of Technology formed a joint project. These embryos are made without eggs or sperm, but not covered by UK law. Human embryos made without eggs or sperm have been created in a scientific breakthrough, which is bound to raise serious ethical and legal questions. They were, and
2: you,
1: Just wait until they slightly genetically engineered th- these humans that they might produce, you're going to see them being basically owned by a they're going to have a different clause than what like regular natural born, I guess, humans have. There's going to be something like that. They're going to alter them and then they get to take patent. They're going to be patented essentially, right? They're going to license these things eventually. Uh, that's what they've done so far. There was a Supreme Court ruling, I forget, Myriad uh, Genetics or something, there's a case going back to 2000s, right? Oh, you can't patent nature. However, if you do alter certain genes, you can patent them, right? Just, just wait for it. Shit like that's going to start happening. They were produced in a joint project between Cambridge University and the California Institute of Technology and resemble embryos in the earliest stages of human development. They do not have the beginnings of a brain or beating heart, but do include cells which would go on to form the placenta and yolk sac scientists believe that they're finding could provide uh, significant insight and aid research into rare genetic disorders and the biological causes of miscarriages. And then it's like, well, that's a you know that sounds like a good cause. That's always what they do it for, right? Here's this computer brain inter- interface, and you're going to communicate with a computer, or you're going to you know tell the computer to produce whatever you want to on screen, and it's going to be great for uh, paraplegics and things like that, right? That's always how they get the foot in through the door. But of course, later on. It's going to be applied to everybody, right? It's not just to help people. This is to to alter (laughs) the the natural order. But, continues here, the synthetic embryos are not covered by laws in the UK or in most countries around the world, meaning that they have come with serious uh, ethical and legal issues regarding the use of human embryos in a lab. Until this breakthrough, scientists had to adhere to the 14 day rule, which meant they were limited to allowing embryos to develop in a lab for a maximum of two weeks. After this point, researchers would have to wait until further uh, until further along its development to pick up their study, relying on pregnancy scans and embryos donated to research. The desire to understand this period of an embryo's development, which starts at day 14 and ends around day 28, was the main motivation behind the work to create synthetic human embryos. What would a synthetic human embryo produce if it's you know let to gestate and so forth? It would of course create a synthetic human no other way about it and imagine when they begin gene altering and engineering and oh we'll you know turn this expression off and this on and blah 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 uh you're gonna see people with uh, you know n- natural uh, you know pink hair come <laughs> be born and stuff which is not natural but you know what i mean like oh look at this fantastic L, you know, the pride flag, uh, you just right into the uh, hair follicles here on this, uh, this synthetic human. Professor Magdalena Zernik Get Getz, I guess it is. Uh, a fellow at the University of Cambridge described the work yesterday at the International Society for Stem Cell Research's Annual Meeting in Boston. We can create human embryo-like models by the reprogramming of embryonic stem cells. Before the talk, she told the Guardian, it's beautiful and created entirely from embryonic stem cells. This is always a thing, though, right? They cannot actually, humans can try to pretend that we play God, you know, essentially, right? Or creator, creators, but of course we don't, we can never produce the base material that's needed for us to play around in the, in the you know, sandbox in this way that they're doing. We still don't know how that works. We don't know how, we might be able to explain, you know, how a flower grows, you know, how the scent is produced and all this stuff, but we can't explain why, right? But what's the reason that it does it, right? What's the, what, what's the reason? Does it really need this? You know, things like that. We, we don't understand what the functions behind these things are or the drive for nature in and of itself. Uh, so we have to, we're still reliant on nature and we found out that we can play around with like pieces of it, like it's some kind of Lego or something, but we are not the creator of this, right? While it's not clear if the synthetic embryos would continue developing beyond their early stages, implanting them into a patient's womb would be illegal, and there is no near-term prospect for the, uh, for uh, of them being used for medical purposes. How many of you would bet that this has already moved forward and they're already doing this? Uh, you know what? I bet you they're doing... They're doing like uh, uh, chimeric experiments in some of these labs and stuff. And if they can't do it in Western countries, they go to China or they go to some other country, which has like, you know, kind of ambiguous laws about this kind of stuff. Right. You know, they're doing this yet. Absolutely incredible. Oof. Creepy as hell. That's not a big surprise, to be honest. Uh, I don't even want to go through the whole story, but, you know, uh, basically, they're they're coming out with more information about how this was made in a lab. And uh, the Times over in England uh, had some FOIA requests and stuff like that. Freedom of Information campaigners uh, have over the last three years uh, requested information and things like that. And uh, they're claiming, at least, that uh, researchers in Wuhan, China, working with the Chinese military, I think the U.S. was involved in this too. And of course, they're showing Daszak on the screenshot there too. Uh, But they were genetically manipulating the world's deadliest coronaviruses to create a new mutant virus right around the time that the COVID-19 pandemic began, begun according to the Sunday Times, which has reviewed hundreds of documents, including previous, previous confidential reports, internal memos and scientific papers and email correspondences that has been obtained through sources or by freedom of information campaigners in the three years since the pandemic started. Uh, Imagine, imagine my shock, right? Very very strange. <laughs> uh, now some people claim it doesn't exist at all, and uh, of course it could very well be that there's something else that, that was released or whatever. But uh, I was argued uh, after the vax was rolled out, it was definitely a lot of people that um, that got sick from something, and whether that was something engineered virus-wise or if it's just down to shedding and the and the vaccine of itself, that could be. Uh, you know, we could we could argue about that all day long. But uh, stuff like this keeps coming out. Essentially, is that a cover story? Uh, who knows, right? Um, but the point is a lot of lot of problems have, have occurred since they rolled out that vaccine and and i guess at least if the idea is is sound at least if they're telling us the, the truth about that matter presumably um, the covid-19 jab is turning into turning our bodies into a little factory uh, for this spiked protein right which apparently is part of you know the virus uh, allegedly which of course would be uh, you could argue again then that that would be, that would be the bioweapon, but they've uh, they've meddled with this kind of shit, they have altered things, uh, they do everything they can in laboratories, and there's like no real good legal framework for this, and even if there is one, uh, they just don't give a shit about that, they just go on and do it anyway. And as I said, uh, if the, you know they, they couldn't do gain-of-function research in the US, they got a little squirmish about that around 2014, so what do they do? Well, they just move over shop to, to China and do it over there. And then, of course, either it's intentionally released or it's spread to the other parts of the world. Anyway, right? All right, um, all right. We had a couple of other things, but I think we'll. Uh, I think we're good there. I think we're going to wrap up, boys and girls. Uh, we have enough there. I'm working on a video in the background. Uh, new video by Lanas coming out here too. It's going to go up on Redis Members.com first. So check that out. Hopefully, we'll be done in a couple of days here. Uh, we should be back as usual for Friday, Flashback Friday. Uh, Got some interviews lined up as well. I want to get on uh, Raw Egg Nationalist. I wanted to get on uh, Jared Taylor. Uh, I wanted to get on, there's a couple of authors I've been communicating with. Um, uh, so, some good interviews is coming up as well. That's one thing I want to do uh, and bring that into more regularly into the fold as well. But uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want more, check out redicemembers.com and Get a membership over there. It's only 10 bucks a month. Uh, you can uh, sign up for a month-a-month re- recurring, or you can do a longer sub as well. Uh, if you do a two-year one, it's almost 40% off, close to it. So, uh, a lot of... Uh, l- a good sale there for you guys if you do a longer one as well. I uh, also want to say thank you to our executive producers today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, Noan Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dilbob. We also have last place, Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and JP. Also thanks our producers, Mr. Walker696, Yu Hanson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open. Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hakeswill, Single Action Army, and Georges Porge Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. If you want to get one of those, if you want to have a shout-out at the end of the show, and we're working on a uh, shorter version of that for the shorter videos as well, definitely consider getting an executive producer tier or a producer tier as well. Get a little bit more input from us. We'd love to hear from you. Want some of your guest suggestions, topping suggestions, uh, and stuff like that as well. It will help us to expand. We're going to set another goal. I haven't done that yet. But we're going to set another goal for another 20 we need some more help around red ice we can do more and produce more do it better do it more professionally bring in some more uh you know produce you know um, additions as well uh would love to have some more help during the show as well for production and stuff like that so your uh help is greatly needed and appreciated uh, but hey if you can't do one of those you can always get her just a straight up red eyes membership of course uh check out red we had the latest western warrior up on the websites yesterday Goes up on Odyssey as well. You can subscribe over there, as we said. Uh, Pagan Bear in the Odyssey chat says uh, support what you can uh, with anything you can, or support what you like with anything you can. Uh, all thank you, appreciate you guys. We'll be back with more Friday. Until then, boys and girls, take care, stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you later.